Welcome to IAAI's June 2010 CFITrainer.net podcast. This month's podcast features career advancement. We'll discuss how fire investigators can think strategically about their careers, how to chart a career path, the role of continuing education and certification in the profession, as well as what options are available after retirement. Our two news stories are also related to career advancement. We'll hear more about budget cuts impacting fire investigators and the ATF strategic plan for 2010 through 2016. We begin with the topic of career advancement. Here to talk with us about what fire investigators should be doing to grow and advance in their profession is Steve Austin. Hey, great to be with you. Why do fire investigators need to think strategically about their careers? The whole role of a fire investigator and the, and how they fit in the into the scheme of things in terms of uh, a, a career inside uh, the fire service or in in any public sector and and and, and even as uh, private fire investigators has really changed over the years and in order to advance they need to have uh, sufficient training uh, and uh, a broadening of their skill set. And the, the way that's done is, uh, of course, um, the subject of a lot of work that's been done by the uh, IAAI in uh, making a consistent and uh, meaningful training opportunity available to a broad group of folks. So how does an investigator, in your mind, chart a career path or, or set goals and achieve them? I suspect now that a young person entering into the career of uh, fire investigator would either come uh, into a private sector uh, agency that investigates fires on normally either uh, from the insurance industry or um, uh, a, a company that provides services to uh, the legal community or a or an insurance company or, for, or perhaps for another governmental entity. And uh, there'll be an entry um, point there for someone that um, uh, is uh, beginning their career. On the other side of the house, in the public sector, oftentimes um, people in law enforcement and in the fire service get on board either as a sworn police officer or federal law enforcement person or a firefighter. And then they find themselves in a position where they can move into fire investigations within the agency for which they now work. So you actually have this parallel uh, opportunity for people on both sides to come into the field of practice. What I think has been very helpful is that a young person today uh, graduating from a, you know, a technical school or from a, a, a degree granting institution can actually come forward and find a, a, an employer who's willing to hire them and train them uh, to be a fire investigator in the private sector. And as a matter of economics, Rod, um, public sector jobs now are very difficult to, um, to come about. In fact, uh, in the fire service and some law enforcement, there's actual layoffs taking place due to the economy. So it would be very um, uh, advantageous for a young person to, to really consider coming in in the private sector, and now there are tools that are available uh, for them to for career enhancement and uh, training, uh, such as CFI uh, trainer. So I'm this younger person or somebody who's starting fresh into fire investigation. Uh, what should I be thinking about as 
as continuing education um, or, or certification? How, how does that play into my career advancement? In almost every um, area now, uh, in the public and private sector, almost all the trades, there is a growing need for certified folks. And so um, this is something that's it's been relatively new in fire investigation. This is something that we have not had where people can actually seek uh, certification to be a certified fire investigator. Uh, and it's a very, very positive step. And, again, I don't want to be too much of a, of a homer here, but uh, um, the IWAI has really led the way in providing that certification um, for fire investigators. And, in fact, the IWAI is the professional association for for all fire investigators, whether they be in the public or private sector. What are some of the specific ways that a fire investigator can get continuing education? Well, continuing education now in fire investigation is much easier to find than it, than it, than it has been in the past. And um, uh, we can start out with what's, lo what's offered locally. Many community colleges now um, uh, have um, education training leading to a degree or a certificate in uh, various aspects of fire investigation. Uh, certainly there are four-year degree granting institutions that offer accredited uh, college degrees in this area. There are even um, advanced uh, degrees uh, available in certain, in certain educational institutions in this country. Now, in addition to that, and there are there are lots and lots of good training opportunities provided in the police and fire services through various uh, seminars that are offered again by the IWAI. The various chapters of the IWAI the, uh, around the world do do some excellent work in having uh, one two day seminars, week long seminars in many many cutting edge issues in fire investigation. Are there other opportunities that you see out there, state fire academies that are out there, or uh, other places you, you think we should mention? Well, state fire academies and, and, and local metro um, fire academies are, are certainly have picked up the pace on fire uh, investigation uh, training. And uh, many state programs uh, offer certified programs that are either accredited by the Pro Board or IFSAC, the two uh, accreditation bodies in, in North America. Those courses are, are great courses, and oftentimes, because they're provided by state institutions, they're really tailored uh, many times towards state legislation, state codes, and they can be very, very helpful if you're working in that jurisdiction and they spend a lot of time with you on, on, the, on the arson of, of legislation in your particular jurisdiction can be very, very helpful uh, uh, to you. What certifications are available for someone who's developing their career or who is trying to move into being the better fire investigator, the person who's most prepared to go to court or to, to take an investigation from start to finish through the courtroom? Well, Rod, I, I don't think you can underestimate the value of a four-year degree from an accredited college or university. Uh, and I see that now in terms of who's being hired in the private and the public sector. And um, uh, while it may be still possible in, in some locations to be hired into 
a public sector job or a private sector job without a four-year degree, this is a profession, and a four-year degree is really the basis of, to, to get you started. What are some of the specific certifications that somebody can achieve during their career that are going to help them move ahead? Well, advanced degree work. I say that because I look at successful CEOs, chiefs of police, fire chiefs, and also uh, folks in business. And most, if not all, of those people have taken advanced degree work. Now, those same folks are also looking at becoming certified fire investigators. That is really uh, the ultimate for a fire investigator to have a CFI designation. What are, what are some of my other options for career after I've retired? Well, many public sector folks um, can leave the public sector in 20 to 25 to 30 years and can seek employment with an insurance company or a private cause and origin firm, a consulting firm, in which they can take their skill set and that they honed over the many years in the public uh, sector, their contacts, uh, and their just general understanding of the business of fire investigation to a private employer who can uh, benefit from that level of experience. And, uh, you know, we're in an entrepreneurial country here, and I really, um, uh, I really have a lot of admiration for some of these folks who retire and open up, uh, hang out their own shingle and open up their own shop and become small business persons and go out and, and offer services that, uh, are needed in the private uh, sector. And we see a lot of independent cause and origin investigators come out and go to work for themselves. What are some of the opportunities for me to give back, to assist all these folks that need this better education? Well, again, the IAAI provides a great opportunity for seasoned fire investigators, for for folks that are uh, at the pinnacle of their career or have, have you know recently uh, retired or started to, to slow down, to provide training. Uh, opportunities as instructors and, and in many, many of these seminars and in classes that we that we talked about. Steve, thanks for being with us today, and uh, we really appreciate the insight and your contribution. Rod, it's my pleasure, and uh, just want to urge everyone to take advantage of uh, that training when it comes avail when it comes available, and uh, it's so easy now um, because of CFI trainer. Now for some headlines making the news in fire investigation. With many U.S. states facing major budget crisis and citizens protesting increased taxes at every level, what are some of the potential effects of belt tightening on fire investigators and the investigations they conduct? One state, Oklahoma, is about to find out. Budget shortfalls in the state fire marshal's office have reduced staff by 20% and forced new policies into effect, including up to 72 hours for an agent to respond to a fatality, critical injury, and arson investigation requests. There are also significant impacts on building inspections. Local officials are expressing concern about the possible effects of these new realities, including the logistics of securing a scene for up to three days before an investigator arrives the potential for evidence to be degraded due to the delay, and the possibility that state fire investigators may not respond at all to low-priority cases like brush fires and fires with minimal property damage. 
Regarding low-priority cases where the state fire marshal's office may not respond, Oklahoma Fire Marshal Robert Doak was quoted in the Oklahoman saying, the sheriff will just have to do a report and mark it as cause accidental or unknown. Usually a three-person team from the fire marshal's office will respond to a fire fatality, but with the budget cuts, all three might not be able to respond, says Doak, and it may be that we have a homicide where we are not able to determine the cause of the fire. I hope that never happens, but I would say it's a strong possibility. Moving on to our next story, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives has released its 2010 through 2016 strategic plan. The plan details ATF's positioning of strategic assets, development of certain investigative areas, research priorities, and provision of training to law enforcement partners. Strategic Goal 3 covers explosives, bombs, and bombings. Strategic Goal 4 covers fire and arson. The fire and arson portion of the document includes strategies for enhancing training programs for the fire service and public safety community, and increasing fire and arson research and development. The full strategic plan is available on ATF.gov. The direct URL is provided on this podcast's webpage. That concludes this IWICFITrainer.net podcast. We'll see you again next month.